Ahoy, hoy. Is this recording? We are recording. We are recording a podcast. Another podcast. Should we um, call in our guest host? Yeah, we should. And we should probably redo the opening. How do we redo the opening? We'll, we'll, do the, we'll, we'll stage the hoy hoy and then we'll. Oh, we're, not, we're not staging anything. Okay, fine. We will redo the ahoy hoy. How does that feel? Right, so I just click add to call? I believe so. Have you primed Jake on the agenda? Mike. Yep. I, I, so I, I think you have to do it because you're the owner of the call. Got it. His contact is Jacob I. Taylor. I. What's his middle name? Ian? Ian. I didn't know that. Neither did I. That's another topic for discussion. <laughs> J-A-C-O-B-I-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Jacoby Taylor. I guess we could call him that. Jacoby is his new name. <laughs> Trying to see if I get NFL Network on my TV. Big game tonight. I don't think I Big game, especially here in Chicago. Oh, yeah. People are, people are must be excited. The Bears are actually going to be good. The Bears, the Bears might be good. Like, I think they definitely. Will be good. I don't know if you're paying attention. The Phillies are going to make the playoffs. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> I like. I don't know what's happening, but every team ahead of us has lost like eight straight games. Yeah, you you guys couldn't have failed harder into the playoffs than you did this year. Um, I don't think. And have you, you added you added Jake. I had to send. I'm pending a contact request. He needs to accept, and then I can add him to the call. Or maybe I can just add him to the call. Where's the night football? Do I get it? Yes, I get it! Although it's not in HD. That, that seems like... It seems like you just didn't find the HD channel. I'll, how do I type someone? Oh. See, this is why we didn't want to record this bit. It's not the most compelling of podcast material. Uh, I didn't really stay for the content. I hope that's okay. You like, you like my production work? You did some oh, good work. Jake. Yo. You're here. Jake. What's up? You're on the podcast. This is awesome. This, this is, is amazing. We are, I've we never are, been on a podcast before. Are, not only is it just a podcast, we are the number one podcast on iTunes. This we is have the show, over by the five way. billion listeners a day. Jordan is in charge of podcast. Uh, I'm in charge listeners. of marketing. I'm in charge. Of <laughs> He's Mike's, done a backup job. Let me tell you. Mike's in charge of tech production. Tech and production, correct. So I've got like a ground rules type question. Okay. Do we do we allow like f bombs? This is a family friendly podcast. You know, I, I don't a know what the rules of, of that are. A lot of our listeners are, are young children, we think. <laughs> so um, so. <laughs> I, I appreciate you asking that. Um, I'm not sure. We've we got to get the rules out of the way. So I think, <laughs> I thought that podcasts that go through iTunes need to be censored. I actually think they do. Like, I was joking, but I think iTunes will censor them. But then I was listening to the, the Breaking Bad Insider podcast, and they just curse on that all the time. But <laughs> oh, maybe really? They, maybe they do a special bleeped version for... Well, you, you probably lose, like, your clean content warning. I guess. I, I don't know. And that's, that's a big part of my marketing campaign, is that clean content. <laughs> so without that's, that, I, I don't know how many listeners I'm going to be able to get this week. That's actually part of your campaign? 
no. Family friendly. Listen to it after church. Family friendly contact. Yeah, it's it's for Sunday afternoons on your way back from church. Just pop this in the car. That's that's good. That's good. What what is the name of the podcast? You're not you're not a regular you're listener. Not a, you're not a subscriber. Come on. Like it would feel weird me um, listening to you two just podcasting. Who else is going to listen? All of our listeners are just listening to us two podcasting. You know what it reminds me of? You know that like it's always sunny episode where Frank just wants to record Dennis and Dee talking and just doing. so he has background banter. <laughs> like that's what I would feel like if I just listened to this. It's not that different when you think about it. I mean, and is that such a bad thing? No, but like no one wants to feel like Frank. You don't want to be a Frank, that's true. Frank, uh, he used to be and apparently still is wealthy. He does have that hey, going for him. It actually, it doesn't make sense where he made all that money from and how he hasn't blown it by now. No, but it's, it's a good Switch part us. of the show, though. It's always and good how to come have a, none like, of it is passed on to his kids at all? No, but it's always good to have like, a ridiculous character who has an unlimited supply of money. Because everything ridiculous becomes plausible at that point. Because he has an unlimited supply, and then like, every, once every like, ten episodes, for no reason, he'll take a stand and not like, spend money when they're, like, their lives are at stake. Like, the mob's going to get them unless he spends like $10. <laughs> And he'll refuse to do it. Right. On, on principle. Yeah, on principle. And then he'll just pull out his gun and wave it around and everything just <laughs> solves itself out. Right. Sonny right. must be coming back pretty soon. I don't know when Sonny's coming back. Should I? Uh, I so, Jake, we amended the agenda. We have a new first topic. Okay. Neither of us knew your middle name was Ian. Well, yeah, I mean. How's that, how's that been in life? It's only it's gotten awkward since my mom got remarried because now I have a stepbrother named Ian. Oh God! Too many, too many Ians in the family now. That Ooh. is awful foresight on your mom's part. One of us has to go, either my middle name or so what, my stepbrother. What are you going to do about that? I don't know. I don't really talk to him, so <laughs> that's <laughs> that's been my solution so far. That's fair. Right. That's a good Ian, Ian is like a Canadian name, though, isn't it? Are you like any Canadian? As a matter of fact, I am at least one eighth Canadian. Really? French Canadian, unfortunately. I'm going to say right now that is an eighth too much for me. But, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I guess you're not going after the Canadian listeners either. No, no this is all, we we only broadcast to America. You can. <laughs> Oh, wait, Mike, didn't we have someone from, like, some crazy Euro country? Didn't have what? Wasn't one of our listeners from, like, Poland or Czech Republic or something like that? Oh, we had one listener from the Ukraine. The Ukraine. Un- unex- exactly. uh, unsubscribed. Oh, the Ukraine unsubscribed? Yeah. And I was informed later, actually, that it actually is uh, Ukraine, not the Ukraine. But I maintain that I call it the Ukraine, because that's what they call it on Seinfeld. <laughs> wait, it has a though or it doesn't? It doesn't. But in the Seinfeld episode where um, Kramer is playing that Risk game yeah. with, um, uh, with, with Newman, Newman the, like, the, the key line is like, New York subway with the he Ukraine takes- is weak. Yeah. It's like the key line of that episode. So yeah. I always have to call it the Ukraine, just for that reason. I think most people think of it as the Ukraine. I, Apparently, you, you might offend some Ukrainians if you call it the Ukraine. They don't like the the. I, I don't really, I feel is like that how you lost your guy? No, no, but I, I don't. I I don't have any. I'm not on the bad side of any Ukrainians currently. I'd kind of like to keep it that way. 
Yeah, so they must like mafias and stuff, right? Like we don't want to get into that. Nobody knows I've what certainly happens. heard of the Ukrainian mafia. Yeah, I'm sure there's been documentaries about that. So nobody knows what happens in the Ukraine. Okay, it's completely unclear. Um, so, so for all the listeners out there, we're, we have a guest host today. If you can figure that out, it's, it's Jake Taylor, an old acquaintance of both Michael and mine, and. We were going to talk about Breaking Bad before we got into Canadians and Ians and so forth. Uh, is that right, Mike? We're going to start with Breaking Bad? I actually thought um, we might want to push the Breaking Bad stuff to the end because a, a portion of our listeners might, be breaking, might not be Breaking Bad viewers. And we might want to just say we're going to talk about Breaking Bad and cut it from there. But if you guys want, we can do Breaking Bad first. I'm, I'm not against it. Well, Jake was on a time constraint. Or Jake's on a time constraint. I also wanted to talk iPhone with Jake, so I, uh, I'd like to lay it out I'm, there. Don't worry, I'm I'm sticking around. Like we'll, okay, we'll get okay. we'll get to both. Okay, okay. Good. you want to start with the new iPhone? Oh, let's do we'll do iPhone and then break again. Perfect. All right, starting now. Go. Okay. Well, just for a bit of grounding for our listeners out there, uh, today is Thursday, the thirteenth of September, twenty twelve. Apple had its iPhone five announcement. Keynote extravaganza, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, yesterday where they announced just what everyone was expecting, the iPhone 5. Um, and so I really wanted to discuss it with the two of you because, Jordan, you're clearly an Android person, and Jake is clearly an iPhone person. I'm pretty clearly an iPhone person. So I don't, I don't want to ruin that dynamic, and I'm obviously going to step up for Android, but when need, I saw the announcement, I'm up. seriously considering getting an iPhone 5. You seriously considered getting an iPhone 4, too. Yeah, and I'm even more seriously considering getting an iPhone 5. Interesting. But, Jake, well, Mike, are you going to get keep, the 5? Keep going, and I'll, I'll, I'll still step up for Android. Jake, are you going to get the 5? Yeah. Uh, as soon, yeah, hopefully I can get my company to, to get it for me. But, but yeah, uh, I definitely like the look of the 5, and I think it's um, you know, really cool device. Uh, I've heard it like it's even thinner and lighter, and that's that's all good. So, so Mike, I know the screen is bigger, but is the phone is actually not bigger, right? It's the same size as the no, large screen. The phone is slightly a little longer. It's taller. The screen is taller. The oh, phone is taller. I, I had thought the phone was going to be the same size. I really liked that idea. No, the phone is slightly taller. If maybe about a quarter of an inch, I think. I guess that's not a huge amount. I do think the iPhone four is like the perfect size phone, though, in my opinion. Yeah, mark me down as one person who, I mean, while it might be better that it has a taller screen, uh, I do really like the the proportions of the actual iPhone, well, iPhone 4, 4S, and every device that preceded it. I, I just really like the, I don't know, the, the, the ratio of the width and the height. It, it, it felt like it was correct. It felt like a correct rectangle. and I really that, That's true, actually. It's going to look too long. Right, so I haven't actually held an iPhone 5 in my hand, and but very few people you, have. You, you know what they're doing, which is so smart, which is such an obviously Apple smart thing to do that Android just can't do for some reason, mm-hmm. is they're going to have five horizontal rows of icons instead of four because it's a longer screen. It's perfect sense. It's true. And like, there, there are so many Android phones. Like my Resound, the screen is even longer than that, and they, just, they don't have five rows. Wait, so well, there's just well, like so much here. dead space on your home screen. I've never heard this before. What? So the really big Android phone screens actually can't use all of that space oh, on the home up. screen? Shut up. 
They just yeah. they just no, stretch no, like, their homes. Like, they like, just stretch the icons. They don't even stretch the icons out. The icons are the same size. There's just a ton of space between them, like vertical space between each row. So that's why Android tablets look incredibly stupid. Yeah, I'm not. No one's going to defend an Android tablet on this show. Like I'm not. I'm not. Even <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think one of the really cool things about the length is that um, that leaves like a lot of extra room for notification areas and stuff i think one thing that like phones really get annoying is like say you're like tethering so you got like a little blue bar at the top and then you get like an email or a text or something and then it's just even more space is restricted from you there and then you're, you're kind of like lacking and now like i think this elongation will kind of relieve that to some degree yeah so one one thing i've like Good never point. really seen a lot of statistics on or i don't even know i'm sure apple has these statistics and i'm sure google does but like what percentage of time people use their phone in portrait mode versus in landscape mode. And I would bet that the overwhelming majority of time phones are held in the upright position. Not. Do you, you know. think they actually can track that? Um, yeah. So when, you know, there's that, there's that uh, button on the iPhone that locks it in portrait mode. So it can never go mm-hmm. to landscape mode and a, a ton of people use it. Right. So, so I think, I think they actually made a really good decision here and just like, deciding to stretch things vertically. Um, chalk me up as somebody who thought that the, the aspect ratio of the iPhone screen was set you know, way back in 2005 when they were designing it, and I never thought they would change it. So, I mean, that's a surprise to me, although it really wasn't a surprise yesterday because it had been leaked pri- previously. Well, I mean, in, in, in a lot of like form factor ways, like not just the screen, like with the, the dock, too, being like a much smaller pin connector, like... It's probably the most revolutionary physical iPhone ever, right? I, I mean, they're, they're throwing out their two most consistent standards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are like, I think you hit the like the, the nail on the head here, is that they're throwing out the dock connector, which has been around pre-iPhone, or pre-iPhone yeah. concept at that point. At 2003, I think the dock connector came out. Um, and they're throwing out the screen size, which is, uh, which is definitely notable. Every uh, every generation iPhone's been the same screen size, right? Everyone's been the same. Every device has been roughly the same dimensions of the thickness, give or take a few tenths of a millimeter here. I think there. the four is a little uh, thinner than the the threes were. Oh, every device has been progressively thinner. Yeah, actually, the I, I technically I believe in the dead center, the three G and the three GS were a little bit thicker than the original iPhone. Right, but near the edges, they were thinner. Near the edges, it was thinner, and it was teardrop. Because it, it like form factor to your hand. Yeah. Exactly. So it's so it looked thinner. Speaking of G's, though, the iPhone five is caught up to the LTE world, and we'll finally have a full four G's going for it. That is exciting. Um, well, not for Android users that have had that for two years now, but yes, for some people, it is exciting. <laughs> so it's yet to be seen how much. I mean, anyone L- could put four G is legitimately faster. Right. I mean, anyone could put four G. In a phone. It wasn't something that I'm pretty sure the engineers at Apple just couldn't figure out. It, for Apple, it's always a question of how can we put the best technology in our phones and not sacrifice battery life. Battery so that, life. that was the point. Is do, you, do you think the battery is going to be as consistent with LTE? Because it really does destroy droids. Exactly. So they say it is. Well, I think we'll have to wait until the reviews come out. I suspect, I suspect as with most Apple products, um, their estimates are a little on the high side. And they, I think they say in the literature uh, it gets eight hours of battery life, consistent LTE usage. Um, 
if it gets me through a day, I'm pretty happy. Um, but I, I think that's that's still to be seen. Do, does your phone, do either of your phones now ever run out if you charge it overnight? Does it always last a day? So I don't know. Uh, go for sorry, it. Go ahead. Oh, so I, my, my phone is, after, after the first couple months of owning it, it's, it's been pretty bad in terms of battery life. Um, and this is an iPhone, am I correct? This is an iPhone 4S, oh, yeah. IPhone I usually have to charge it in the middle of the day. However, I mean, my, my like, load on it is heavier than, than the average user. Um, I'd say for at least like two hours every day, I have to uh, you know, turn on like hotspot and, and tether my laptop Ooh. to the iPhone. Um, and that, Why do you have to do that? No, Jake, that's it's a- really stupid. My works uh, normal network has some kind of problem where I can't connect to most VPNs. So whenever I need to VPN to a client's network, I need to get off of my company's network. That is an awful workflow solution. <laughs> it, it is. They end up paying a lot more because they have to pay for... The tethering. Li- literally, like, half of the employees need to have tethering, and I think that's, what, like 30 bucks a month? Oh, so this isn't your workaround. This is like the official company workaround. Like everyone's uh, doing this? A lot of people are doing this. Uh, so for, for projects that are really big, they'll, I don't know exactly how this works, um, but they'll, they'll have like a hardwired VPN thing that's not connected to our network at all. So there will just be plugs that when you plug it in, you're at, you know, one of, one of our clients, uh, you're connected to their network. So that's, that's another solution. But I think that's more costly uh, even than this. Got it. But yeah, my boss has like one of those MiFi 4G things that like, yep. you know, that's his workaround. But it's, it's really dumb. But I mean like doing tethering on your phone is one of the like notorious battery. Yeah, you, you can't complain about battery life if you're tethering for two hours. For two hours. I mean tethering, you're... Not only are you basically saturating your data pipe, but you're also acting as a Wi-Fi. You're broadcasting yeah. and managing Wi-Fi clients, which is but, no easy task. But the, but the flip of tethering is, the point of tethering is there's a computer there, and a computer is a power source. So you can always be plugged in while you're tethering. That's, right. that's true. Right. And my phone will last if, I, if I'm doing that. Right. But um, otherwise, it's at like... But what's the joy it's, in that? It pretty much would die before I get home. What's the joy in in doing wired tethering when you can do wireless tethering? It's, I do it all the time. It's so it's so ironic that you can tether the internet wirelessly, but your phone's gonna die, so you need to plug it into the computer. <laughs> Seriously, that's having well, yeah, well, if you have a Mac, you know, it, it like gets the 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 tethering through the USB cord, but I, I don't think that's possible on Windows, so uh I actually I'm don't sure know there's some that. sort of wired tethering solution, but I'm I'm not entirely sure about it um so i'm not sure if i'm actually going to get the five or not uh i'm eligible for an upgrade sometime soon uh and i've run into a dilemma of something we discussed on an earlier podcast george um is that if i come off so if i upgrade verizon wants to force me off my unlimited plan which does not make me happy wouldn't make me happy either. It does not make me happy. Do you, would you be pushing up against those limitations? You know, my, my argument for this not is not about that. It's just you, it's you not don't about want to be live. You've got to live free. It, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's I, argument is I, purely I American. Pretty, I don't think I have a cap. 
Right. You got to get corporate phone accounts. That's what you need. You, you probably have a cap. And AT&T's, and if your company's paying for it, 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 it means a little less. It, my, my big gripe with it is that I might understand on the average month how much data I use. Like, I, I can figure that out. I cannot, for the life of me, project how much data I will be using in an average month two years from now. And that's a decision I have to make today. Uh, right. And, and, and that's what really frustrates me. Uh, I also have no idea how much data I could use with a 4G phone because I've, I've never had one before. Uh, how much of my, you know, internet consumption is, uh, is bottlenecked by the 3G connection. Uh, I think I would use a lot of, uh, a lot of bandwidth. There are a lot of features and applications that I like that consume a lot of uh, bandwidth. Um, but we, we talked about this at length on a previous podcast. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I pulled up my phone right now. My cycle ends 9.22, so I'm about two-thirds of the way through, and I'm at four and a half weeks, so I'd be over if I wasn't unlimited. Four, 4.5 gigabytes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a ton. Yeah, and I've got 10 days left, and um, I mean, a, a regular plan caps you at four, I think. If not two, actually. I think it is two. You know, yeah. Verizon's plans are all... So I'd be all... paying like $1,000 at Uber right now. They're all share everything plans now. So if you're in a family plan, not yeah, only do you, you have to you make that data. exactly. So not only do you have to make that judgment for just you, you have to make that judgment for everybody who's on that line. Yeah, it's 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 Which a hard decision. A um, nearly, I actually, I actually have a workaround so I can upgrade without losing my plan. It's complicated. How does that work? Um, oh, sorry, there is a workaround, but I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So so the work you if you pay for if you. Put a new phone on your line, but don't get it from them using your upgrade. Um, you can keep your plan. So I would basically, I'm on a family plan. I would use my mom's upgrade, get a new phone, switch that over to my account, and because I didn't use my upgrade, I don't lose my unlimited. Hmm. How did you figure this out? Um, just asking Verizon people. Interesting. Do you, do you need like? An inside guy to do that for you? Is no, that no, no, no. That's completely legal. You can do it yourself. Now, my mom is going to lose her unlimited plan, but uh, she doesn't she care. Exercises slash, uh, slash understand. So <laughs> they, they never do. Yeah. So, so I'm not concerned about that. That is interesting. Yeah. So hmm. you could actually probably run that scam on your parents too, Mike. Right, but I'd have to figure out which of my parents. My father definitely wants the new iPhone because he's incredibly he's tech savvy and. Yeah, he, he, he sure needs it. <laughs> he, he needs it. Let's just leave it at that. Right. Um, and um, so the, the workaround is that, yeah, you can't exercise your upgrade pricing. You have to, if I wanted to purchase the device outright, yeah, full price unsubsidized, then I could do that. But that's a, a mite too pricey for me. Yeah, I, I, would, I would recommend that to anyone. So, so, the other so thing, I mean, what, what are the big features the iPhone 5? I mean, with screen size, we said... Form factors new, 4G, I, iOS 6 is, is big, right? Did they talk about that at all? iOS 6 is big. Uh, before we talk about that, I want to talk about color. Okay. Uh, I think the black looks better. What do you guys think? Uh, I think I'm, I actually like the white for the 4, but I like the black better for the 5, I think. Yeah, I, I like the what. 
I want to like the white, but I, I think the, the black just looks better. Well, everyone uh, wants to like the white because it's unique, but but on the on the five, the white has it's white and silver. It's not straight white. Like the back is kind of like silver aluminum colored, right, Mike? True. And I don't think white and and like aluminum go good together at all. I think the black looks much better. I yeah, something- I, I agree. I I did really like the white. 3GS. That was a good-looking phone. You think so? With the white back, the plastic? Yeah, because it was all white. It's a good phone. You know, I, I think that if you looked at the iPhone 4 marketing materials, you'd see, like, they were pushing the white. Because I think, that actually, the white does look very good on that form factor. Um, on the other hand, if you look at their website, they're pretty much only advertising the black. Just because I think the black looks so... I think it looks great, frankly. Yeah, I mean, I think like ninety percent of iPhone fours are black. Like, I don't think it's anywhere close to us, even black. Uh, I, I think I, I think that number is a bit high. Really, I, yeah. I remember that may have been a while ago. I do remember hearing that, but remember it, the, the white. Didn't I don't think they were close to a bunch later because they had a few issues with the manufacturing of the white. So, okay, so there so, are artificial so iOS six. Yeah, so did we talk about Maps? Yeah, we talked about Maps on one of our earlier shows about how they're switching over from Google to Jake, have you run a, a beta build of iOS 6? What was that? Has Jake run a... I was wondering, Jake, have you run no, a beta I, build of iOS 6? I, I know almost nothing about iOS 6. I've yet to play with the, the, the new mapping system, um, and I don't actually know anybody who's running a beta build, so nor could we actually technically talk about it because it's under NDA. Now, yeah, now that you're bringing it up, though, the maps is, is a really important part of the phone. Uh, it, it's the most it, important part of a phone. After it, literally phone and text. Like, it's number three. I would say maps is more I'd important say email's got to be up there before maps, but it's a close, like, Okay, fourth. fine, fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll put email above, too. Phone, text, email, map. It's above internet. Sir. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, what me and Mike talked on an earlier show, which apparently you don't listen to, about how this is a pretty big risk for Apple, actually. And it, like, it's one of the, like, they don't do a lot that has the risk of angering a lot of customers, but I really think this could anger a lot of iPhone customers. Yeah, they, they just better do it well. That's, that's a good point. Or, or they could be in trouble. And I wonder if it's even possible to, like, downgrade your OS afterwards. I, I don't, in the past, it's been very, very difficult. So, so people perhaps, could get really upset. Once, and iOS 6 is going to go to the old iPhones, right? It's not just going to be on the 5. iOS 6 is coming to everything 3GS and up. Oh, right. Surprising. We talked about that. How glad I was about fragmentation. How happy that made me. That iPhone finally can't put their software on all their hardware. Oh, no. The iPhone, the original iPhone hasn't been upgraded since late version 3. Great. Right. <laughs> Even better, but they and so, did and once you upgrade, your Google Maps years. is gone forever, right? What? It one, prob- probably there's yeah. probably a way to downgrade, but it's way outside, you know, what a normal user can do. I, I'm going to tell you, like, even even if it's just as good, or even if it's better, like people like my mom, who literally took her a few months to learn how to use Maps on her iPhone, like, is going to be so angry that she has to relearn how to use Maps on her iPhone. What is like, she it's not going to be the same. I don't, I don't understand this argument. All the interactions are the same, just the graphics look different. It, first of all, it, I, I, all the interactions aren't going to be the same. I'm sure they'll have different menu options and different like, layout everything. Like, it's not going to be the same. 
you know, I, I, I agree. It's, it's going to be different. They, they wouldn't just change that one thing, I don't, I don't think. Go to all the trouble just to get outside of, you know, holding hands with Google. But, I, I mean, I trust Apple to, to put something very intuitive together. I, I'd, be su- I'd be surprised if it doesn't make, you know, it a little bit easier to use. Because, like you said, your mom took a while to learn it. it Maps wasn't very intuitive at all. Well, on an iPhone, it's actually much better on an Android. Right. No, I, I agree. All right. So I'm just going to com- compare the two interfaces. Um, looking at the top, there's a new button to the left of the search bar in the iOS X Maps. This is all public, so I can talk about it. Okay. Uh, that button is for directions. So you type in there to search, and you hit enter to search, or you type that button to the left, and then you get directions. Uh, at the bottom left, in the same spot, is the carrot, <clears throat> the carrot that centers the screen on your current location. And then there's a button next to it that says 3D. So there is no toggle switch at the bottom that says search and directions. And then there's a page curl at the bottom right, like a skeuomorphic page curl, as opposed to a button that shows a page curl. Uh, that is the same. And then on the top right, there is an address book icon, which is the same in both versions. So, I mean, really, the, the interface is not that much different. Literally one button moves. And once you're getting directions, is it the same? Where you have to like press the next button every time? I don't know how that works. It's tough to tell from here. Uh, the, right. dire- the, the directions are now effectively like almost like a turn-by-turn navigation GPS. Um, the one that's thing definitely a change for the good. It's definitely a change. It looks a lot different. It looks a lot better, but it also looks a lot different. You know, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'll give that to you. Like, so here's at a, here's least four years you've been saying that. You have been saying, and that. no one. I mean, at, at least you guys have recently realized I was right about that. But there are still so many people that don't understand like the difference. I don't think well, I've ever I've argued against. admitted it's better, but it's like I can get by with what the iPhone gives me. That that's always really been what I've thought in the back of my mind when I was telling you that I. It uh, you you can get by, but it's not a better solution, and it's more dangerous, and it doesn't work as well. Uh, I think agreed. Agreed. I think I've always told you that Google Maps is actually one of the best parts about uh, Android, and that they it, should play it, it, it up is. more in their marketing, and that Google has actually almost been hampered by Apple because they can't push updates to the Maps application. Now, over time, that seems like. Less of something that Google has wanted to do, but when the iPhone came out, uh, Google and Apple were a lot closer friends, should we say? Um, yeah, so, that's, that's probably true. So my, um, one of the things we discussed, and, and I think it's going to be really confusing for people, is the, the issue with transportation. And uh, right now I can get navigation directions from, you know, how to take the L in Chicago. Um, but that functionality has been removed from iOS 6. It's really unclear how that's going to work. Um, so my question is to, to kind of like fill in the gap for that. Do you think Google releases an iOS Maps application independent? Pro- probably. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they release it just like they're releasing their YouTube um, application. Once, once iOS 6 gets rid of it. So YouTube, I mean, 
YouTube is much less of a service, right? YouTube is a glorified ad delivery platform, right? Well, I think no, they uh, you know they're converting video. They're also they also have to convert those videos to H two six four from you know, Flash or whatever. Right, but right? They, they make a ton of money off of advertising on YouTube, and one of the motivations to put out that app was so oh, that okay, they could I see show yeah, pre-roll yeah, yeah. advertisements. That's, that's true. And you you know from using an iPhone in the past few years that some YouTube videos you couldn't watch because they had pre-roll ads and they you couldn't watch them in the YouTube application. You know, I didn't know that was the reason that you couldn't watch those 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 videos. That's right. that's interesting. But Maps, on the other hand, is just like is just like a service. Uh, right, right. There is some advertisement in it, very, very little. It, it's really just a service. I can definitely see Google holding that back. Like, there's no question as to whether they can make an, you know, an iOS mapping application. But why? What, what's their motivation to? They don't make that much money off the ads, the way I see it. And it's one of the major differentiators between their platform and Apple's. George, your thoughts? It's a good point. Eating a snack. Oh, good. <laughs> I was, I've listened to conversation. New Google Maps app on iOS. Your prediction? Um. No. No. That's. Right. Um. Yeah, that's my prediction. Is no, it won't happen. All right. Well, you heard it here first. It's <laughs> actually a guarantee, not a prediction. By the it's way, it's guarantee. You heard it here first. Guarantee. No Google Maps app on iOS 6 and up. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I actually, so like I said before, I'm kind of thinking about getting an iPhone, but I think that'll pass. I think I'd seem to see a really cool droid or something. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll get over it. How about that droid Razer, what is it? Uh, the droid Razer Max HD 4G LTE? By Verizon. By Verizon? Hey, yeah, with like nine names. That's um, a good phone. It's not, it's not going to be that one, but it, it, it'll be something. What's the new, the other Razer? The Razer M? I actually don't know. I've never really followed the Razer series. I don't like Motorola phones. Get used to it. They're going to be the next. They're going No, it's, they're not going to, they're still, they're not going to get rid of ever. They're still going to be Samsung and HTC. So it's not going to be just Google and Motorola yet. I saw someone on the train today using a Samsung Galaxy S3. Yeah, I want to ask him to see if he's been using those NFC ads all over the subway. But I didn't. I just sat there. Yeah, it's probably better that way. Probably um, so should we go on to Breaking Bad? I think we should. Breaking Bad. So Jake, I actually think, has watched the show the longest of the three of us, I think. When did you start watching it? Was it from the very beginning? No, I started watching it right before the second season came out. Okay. Me and Mike and I started watching it between the third and fourth season. And I, I do think that we started watching it on your recommendation. Is that not true? On what was that? On Jake's recommendation. It may have been. I mean, he was one of the people. I definitely heard about it from a few sources. I remember uh, watching some early episodes with you for the first time. Yeah. In New York, perhaps when you came to visit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I did recommend it because as soon as I started watching it, I was way, way into it. Well, I know you were one of the people that recommended it, if not the only one, so, so that's true. Um, okay, so, so we should talk about the last two episodes, the, um, the seventh and eighth episode of this fifth season, because that's where everything went down. 
It's true. Um, Did we talk you, you want to start, Mike, or do you want me to no, no, lead, it lead it off? Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to think where to start. I'll start with this. I thought the end of the eighth episode was very good. I know there's been some criticism that people don't like that that's the way that Hank found out for a few reasons, but I'm very content with it. I think it's the only way they could have ended those that half a season to make us feel like happy and I mean maybe happy is not the right word, but to feel satisfied with not with waiting a whole summer. I don't think they could have waited a whole year. I mean, I don't think they could have given us anything but that and had me be okay waiting a whole year for more episodes. I absolutely agree. They had to. They had to go there. And I was worried they weren't going to. Like I was really worried that I was going to look back on these eight episodes and just feel really unfulfilled and and just not not content with what they produced as a season, basically, and until until that last scene. You know, I, I really think it's it's actually one of the better season. Let's call it a season-ending cliffhangers I've seen uh, because a lot of cliffhangers are like, how are they going to get out of this situation, or like. Blah 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 blah. But this is like, oh crap! Everything hit the fan. Like, what is going to happen next? And it's not like, it's not about yeah. what happens in like the next five minutes. It's about like, how is Hank gonna play this? How is Hank gonna take this no, I information? Mean, they they better pick up that same second when they come back. Like, I think that's what everyone wants. Like, I don't want to gloss over a day, a week, even an hour. Like, I want to come back. And the first scene, the Hank walking out of that bathroom and going back out to the pool. You're right. So, so how does Hank play that? Uh, does he play it cool? I don't. I don't see him <laughs> confronting him immediately. No, that would seem. Wouldn't seem in character. No, it wouldn't. And it's also it's not exactly clear what Hank knows either. Like just because he picked up on some of it doesn't mean he knows everything. I mean, he probably doesn't know everything. But you you got to think like everything is going to click for him. I'd be the shocked more he, looks he wasn't in, the completely more he looks in the loop. It. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's my question. Like two minutes prior to that in the episode, Walt and Skylar have this conversation in the kitchen, and Walt says he's out. Yeah. Who, who believes Walt? I, so I actually, actually did at, at first, the first time I saw it. And then the more I kind of read reviews and read criticism online, it seems like no one believes that because one lesson from this season is Walt doesn't tell the truth to anyone ever. Right. right, and and how can Walt get out? But did, see, here's why that's, I believe that's a good question. How, how could he? You know, he's selling drugs to like you know the Czech Republic, and he's he's got those other guys that he's selling them to, and like you know the the West, and yeah, I can't see him just making a clean break. That's not how everything we've learned from drug dealing on this show is like it, you just can't do that. Right. The only way to make a clean break is to to get killed. <laughs> oh yes, that is what. So, so I don't think he will be able to make a clean break, and I think that the second half of the season will be as it'll be mostly Hank chasing him. But I think a big part of it will be other people he was involved with, Lydia, uh, someone from the Czech Republic, uh, the people he's selling to in Phoenix, whatever. I think they're going to be a part of it too. But I did believe that he at least thought he was out or wanted to be out, and I'll tell you why. And. I've said this when we talk about Breaking Bad before on the podcast, Mike, that I know the point of Vince Gilligan on the show is to like take this character and turn him into like Scarface and this evil drug dealer, but I never really believed, even this season, like when Walt seemed to be all Heisenberg, like, I never fully believed the old Walt was really gone forever. Mm-hmm. And like 
this just like I believe this because like this was this was like a rational, sensible decision. It wasn't like I'm the king of the world. I can do anything because I say so. It was like I've got all the money I ever wanted. Like I may not have that much more time to live because my cancer might be back. It probably is. Like why don't I like this is why I did this in the first place was for my family and I've lost them. Like let me just stop and like it's a smart decision. Like and I believe that the character Walt from the first season is still alive enough inside of him to make that decision, basically. I think, I think Walt is more alive now than he was at any other point during the season. After he killed Mike, like, he de- like it was very like, clear in all of like, Walt's idiosyncrasies that he's, he was dominating like, uh, his, his thoughts, like Walt was. It wasn't Heisenberg. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's what I took at the end of that episode. was like, wow, maybe Walt is like still in there. Maybe he's gonna like move a little bit back towards the light side. I agree completely. I mean, the best part of that scene, like that was the first that Heisenberg be- became Walt in that moment, like that whole killing Mike thing, which mm-hmm. which we hadn't seen at all this season. It'd be a hundred percent Heisenberg. And I actually, like, I knew, like, as soon as I don't know if you guys guessed this or not, but I knew he was gonna kill Mike as soon as he picked up the bag and saw a gun there. Like, I knew he was gonna kill Mike. I wasn't surprised about that. But I was definitely surprised that it was Walt that killed Mike and not Heisenberg. I thought he was just kind of like come up clean and like like make like pull a gun out, make Mike like say he was sorry for ever crossing him and shoot him in the face or something. Like, I didn't think he would revert him back to to being Walt White again. Yeah, it was definitely. I don't know. It was almost refreshing to see a, a bit of Walt in these last two episodes. Um, I really thought it was interesting and definitely foreboding for the next few or eight episodes that they did show that scene uh, in the in the cancer treatment or the cancer screening facility um, the shot where he's on the um, the shot where he's on the scanning table I'm not really sure what like a CT scan I guess that is yeah it's actually it's really it's it's almost exactly the same shot as they did in season one episode one uh, except he's upside down in this episode yeah. so like he's made a complete 180. Uh, oh, that's I, I thought that was a really uh, like a really good shot, and then they they showed that the uh, the paper towel dispenser that he punched. Uh, so I, I, you know, Vince Gilligan has said a lot of times that while not like every little thing that we put in there is plays a role, every scene we put in there uh, is important. So I think it's very obvious that the cancer will make a, a some sort of playing role in the next few episodes. Yeah, I mean, I think most people, or most reviews I've read online are kind of assuming that he has cancer and that we're supposed to basically pick that up by now. I mean, he's also, he's taking medicine in, in the first scene of the season, the flash forward, like he's taking pills. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think that's probably, has something to do with, with the cancer. Right. Are you guys here's, familiar? Oh, go for it, Jake. Here's a question I wanted to bring up. If, if Walter is, is sort of back, you know, what, you know, Walter clearly likes Hank. He cares for him as like part of his family. You know, is that going to stop him from taking him out in in the show if if, if it comes to that? See, I, I don't, I don't actually. I've been thinking a bit about how this is going to play out, right? So, if Walt's really out and he's like fully out, uh, I find it hard to believe that Hank is going to have enough evidence to actually convict Walter. Um. Where where's the where's the evidence other than anecdotal like there's wi- there's witnesses 
There's, I mean, who are well, the it's like a trail of witnesses. Who are the witnesses? like Brazen, Heisenberg this season. All the, all the guys in prison are dead. Those like, are potential witnesses. The whole gang that he's working with in Arizona right now. Right, but he, he, so he doesn't know that Heisenberg is working with the gang in Arizona currently. Uh, that's true, but. Well, he can right. trace the blue meth, and if he figures out that Walter is the source of that blue meth, he can make that assumption. But that, blue, like good, good blue point. meth is not like it, it's not it's not evidence. Walter's fingerprints aren't on, isn't on the blue meth. That oh, you're right. It's just yeah. a, that's it's just not a evidence, concept. but that's a link to people. And the more people he Hank gets in a loop, the more likely it'll be to find evidence. Yeah, but Mike is right. Like that's only that's uh, that's just more to convince Hank, but not like exactly. It's not hard evidence as like. Walt sitting on a pile, like, the hard evidence is, you know, Walt doing something illegal. You need to prove within a reasonable doubt that he did something illegal. So that's him manufacturing methamphetamines. That's him laundering money. That's him You're right. sitting with drug money. Uh, that's did, him killing somebody, you know. So uh, I think it comes to that. They, but, I think you posed, right, Jake, was would Walt take Hank out if it came down to it? Yeah. I, I think he would. I don't know what you guys think. I actually, I don't think, like, he does, he loves Hank, but he's always also been jealous of Hank. Like, Walter Jr. respects Hank and, like, looks up to Hank in a way that he doesn't to his own dad. Like, Hank's, always been, Hank's always been cooler and more manly and, like, I, I, it's like, I don't think he's ever been Walt's favorite person. I think he's loved him as family more than he may have liked him as a person, actually, so... And, and even if he was a favorite person, I, I wouldn't. I think Walt would take Jesse out at this point. And maybe, maybe not Jesse, actually. You think Walt would I take Jesse? Anyone out? but Jesse, Skyler, kids. I think yeah, Walt is I, capable of. The only thing I could really think, like, he's obviously not taking his kids out. I, I could. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only one I'm. Junior to go. He's just eating breakfast, and then he gets rice and milk. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about rice and Krispies, but I I'm sorry. <laughs> actually haven't even heard that, or did you think that up? No, I just thought it up right now. Oh, God. Uh, I've actually not thought about that. Um, yeah, so, so actually, so actually like, I wanted to bring up... There were a few other comments I had from the last episode that I wanted to bring up. Were you going to say something, Mike? Um, do you guys know the, the concept of uh, Chekhov's gun? What's that? Like, you see a gun in the first act, it reappears in the third or something? Exactly. Like, it's... It's it's originally like a stage thing, but it, it works on any sort of dramatic media in that like the prince Chekhov's principle is that like if you see a gun appear in the first act, it should probably go off by the end of the show. Right. And people are and Vince Gilliat also likes to talk about, you know, Chekhov's gun. And so we do have these interesting Chekhov's guns that are scattered throughout the show, probably the most obvious of which is the the Ricin. Uh yeah, they've been showing Which, that like, time and time again. If, if they I mean, don't use the ricin by the end of the show, and they've been trying to use ricin since Tuco in season one. And they never actually have. You're right. They didn't use it for Tuco. They, they tried to. They the, didn't. the uncle saved him. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked. I, I don't know who's going to get ricin, but I think someone's getting ricin. Maybe Hank gets ricin. The Maybe Walt gets ricin. Thing, Maybe Jesse ricin's Walt. I wanted to talk about... Jesse Rison's fault. <laughs> uh, the the scene where Walt is in the before the the prison murder scene. The scene where Walt is in the like biker gang. Um, they're like hotel. Yeah, room. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the hell that room yeah. is. Um, 
So he's there and he's like, he's not paying attention at all. He's staring at that painting, right? That painting of like, it's three people standing on the shore, right? And then a man like rowboating away from shore. Uh, and it's a, it's like a woman and what appears to be two children, which like, perhaps you could construe that that's like saying that Walt is going to go away in the next season. Um, it was kind of interesting because that picture actually also appears several times throughout the series. That yeah, like, exactly. And he, he says he's seen it before. It's, yeah, it's, he, it was in the first episode too. Yeah, it's there. I, it, it might be somewhere else throughout. I wanted to know if you guys had any thoughts on that. Because I, I think that's another, like, I hadn't thought too much of it, gun. except that I, I knew that it, it had reoccurred, but I actually hadn't thought about, like, this wasn't a what picture would mean. I, I didn't know that it, it had been, like, a reoccurring thing. But I, I think it's definitely Hank's, I mean, um, you know, Walter's fantasy at that, at this point. Like the the best thing for him, he wa- he just wants to be with his family. He would love to just you know go off and, and like. Right, but in the painting, it's him going off alone. Oh, leaving his oh. family on the shore and they're waving away. Oh. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I think it's one of those other you know Chekhovian gun type situations. Yeah. So, George, you were going to say? Yeah. No, I I think I think it's definitely. I mean, the more now that I'm thinking about the actual content of time i think you're spot on um i think it was in his ho- his hospital room that same picture right when he early in season one was in the hospital for cancer yeah i think that's one of the places it was yeah and i feel like i don't know um, why but i feel like there's one of those paintings in saul's office as well oh really perhaps in the waiting room i'm not so sure interesting i'm gonna have, I'll to, have look to look at it all maybe i'll go back and look for that and some shots of saul so i think we should probably wrap up and it's gonna be one of our longer pods I had one more point to bring up, mm-hmm. which was um, the fact that they skipped, they fast-forwarded three months of show in, in a 10-minute montage. Like you know I was paying attention to they've that. They've never done before. I mean, we've talked, and everyone talks about how oh, like four seasons just took up a year of life, and then they just skipped three months. Do you, what do you think about that? Um, first of all, I think that this episode, or the last episode specifically, had two great montages the the murder scene the first the prison murder scene uh which is i just found the murder scenes like a little hard to watch to be honest and, and it should be but like it was like really I, well done i was really cringing and like covering you, yeah. half my eye during that if you told me like tarantino was like guest director for that this episode i would not have been surprised oh not at all like they <laughs> they did that prison scene like pretty real yeah but granted I, I mean I think you, that's what this show does except for Fring's death which was stupid but like that's what this show does it's it's like it's real and it's gritty so I, I, yeah. I mean I think that was good and I think it was a good montage and I think the cook scene in there in that episode was a really good montage also yeah so you you think that that Fring's death was uh, stupid uh, I want to I want to hear this opinion yeah so you know you know obviously so, like I was saying, the show is so well known for being realistic and gritty, and a man just can't walk out of a room with half of his oh, brain okay. blown out, okay. straighten his tie, and then fall. Like, yeah, it was very iconographic and and and, and cool, I guess, but 
I, I think they just like the post production guys like kind of messed that one up. Like it, it even kind of like looked fake. I, th- I think his face didn't look completely convincing too. Yeah, I agree. I didn't think it looked that real. Right. No, I mean that that's that's fair. That's that's fair to say. Uh, an explosion that close that like blows off a door, like only blowing off half of his face and like you know none of his suit whatsoever. Uh, and none of his very body. Unrealistic. Like, he, why isn't he in pieces? Right. It, it's perfect for a graphic novel, like, but not not this show. Well, I mean, they even like they had like conceived that shot early on, then like built like the the plot to that shot. Mm-hmm. Like they've said that they had the idea in mind for wanting to do that, so I think they they probably forced it. I mean, yeah, the writers had it. said that like sometime in the middle of season two. They had written, they put post-its up on their, on their writing board, um, and they had put uh, just two words on one post-it, which was ding, boom, really? on top of the writing board in like the middle of season two. And like they knew they wanted to do that, and they were writing ding, towards boom. that. They were writing towards that at the end of season four. I, I did like that much of it. I did like, you know, how they, they got them, how they like, you know, lured them mm-hmm. there. I think everything else was great about, about how Walt took them out. I don't know if I told you this, George, but uh, the actor who plays Hector Salamanca is up for an Emmy. He's up for an Emmy as a guest actor in that episode. You know what else just came out? Speaking of actors, um, guess what show? Mike Ehrmantraut, Jonathan Banks is Parks and Rec. Yep, he's on Parks and Rec. He's going to be on Parks and Rec as Adam Scott's dad next season. Oh, you know that uh, Brian Cranston is going to be on Thirty Rock next season. Really? Yep. Who's Who's Cranston? Wal- Walter. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard of him. He's, a- he's won about four Emmys for playing the role. Uh, yeah, he's going to be on Thirty. I didn't. Rock. I did not know he's going to be on Thirty Rock. As like a Thirty as Rock. Elite, as a what kind of character? A story arc with uh, Kenneth's family. He's going to be oh. Kenneth's mom's creepy friend Ron that he always talks about. Oh, that'll be great. So he's going to play Ron. Oh, I'm excited about that. He's a great actor. He'll be great on Thirty Rock. What what's next for Jesse though? I feel like he's gonna get something, and be great in it. Um, you mean Aaron Paul? Yeah. Okay. You don't mean the character Jesse on the show. Yeah. yeah sorry. I mean the actor. Oh, yeah. first of all, prediction. Quick spin-off, prediction. Spinoff show with Jesse. I I think Jesse's gonna commit suicide. First of all, I was really hoping that if they ever do a spinoff, that they would have done one with Mike. Just like Mike being a cleaner. You know, if if he if he did survive, which he didn't. Oh, like a Mike cleaning up messes. Yeah, like you could, Mike. You could do prequel stuff. Okay, like almost like a fake reality show where like they follow <laughs> him around and they like you know like some ridiculous mess that he needs to clean up. And uh, I would I would have liked to see that. Interesting. So, Mike, did you hear Jake's prediction for Jesse while you were talking? No, I didn't. Okay, so Jake, do, do it again. I'm. I, I have a feeling that that Jesse's going to commit suicide before the show's over. He's he's extremely troubled, and. I thought that, so that scene where um, Walter like visited him and you know it, his cigarette was like on the couch, like obviously that's something very dangerous and like you, I think that was meant to in your mind like bring up in your mind the fact that you know he could die. Uh, so I, I I just really think he's he's gonna kill himself. Hmm. I hadn't thought of that before, but it's possible. Like I I won't say no and think and say that I wouldn't believe that. I think they definitely could could make that come true if they wanted to. Yeah, I did think they, I mean, they made it clear that Jesse has nothing, nothing in his life. 
uh, I mean, he did have he he did have that relationship, and he ended it. But like you saw his house um, without drugs, you know. And he's got, he got a lot of money. He's got a lot of money, but he's got nothing. To, you know, he can't spend it that fast, and he's got no one to spend it with. Oh, and he doesn't want to spend it. He was he's distraught by having all that money. You're that right. you're, just gave him. you're right, Jake. And I mean, there's so many predictions. I mean, we'll obviously do a pod before next season starts. There's so many predictions we get into. But I, I think more. I don't know if Jesse went to his side, but I definitely think it'll come out from Walt like the the things he's done that Jesse doesn't know that he let. Um, what was her name in season two? Kristen Ritter's character. Jane. Oh yeah. That he let her die. That he poisoned Brock. That he killed Mike. Like I can just see this come, like them screaming at each other one time, and Walt like just like braggingly like throwing those things out there, and then being the end of Walt and Jesse forever. Yeah. But we, we will see. We will see. All right. Well, I think this has been great. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show, Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a really good time. We'll I have to do it again for the next Breaking Bad in about ten months. <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right. It's Is that show. the show, Mike? It's a show. Cut it off. Cut. Later, guys. See ya. Right. See ya, Jake. Bye.